Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Soul Speak. Today's episode is a continuation of last week. It's part two with my dear friend, Ashley. Look forward to having you here with us and I'll see you again next week. Difference between being comfortable and being comfortably aligned is the excitement that you feel. Yeah. Yeah. You asked me at one point, what does magic mean to you? And I've been thinking about that. I believe it's similar to what people say the quote is about luck. It's where preparation and opportunity meet, but it it is. It's you doing the right action, being spiritually aligned, whether that's meditation or prayer or the book you want to read or hanging out with your friend that fills your cup, doing the one or two things that you need for the goal, keeping the goal and the vision and the outcome in mind. But it's it's doing the right things. I keep saying that, but it's believing knowing it will happen, having faith, being gentle with it and yourself, it's magic. And then all of a sudden you run into your dear friend and sit next to them on a plane. Like it's, it happens in ways that you don't know it's going to happen. That is magic. Because the timing was right again. Because the timing wasn't right before. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we don't want to also, we don't want to force figure it out. I was talking with someone the other day and, and magic to me is yes. When I meditate, when I dance, someone sent me a song this morning and I was dancing in my kitchen. I played the song three times and danced three times. Cause it was really a good song. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where I get divine inspiration. When yeah. we are trying to logically figure things out, this person that I was talking to said they use their drive time to think. Because I suggested, why don't you turn on great music and use some of your drive time to just allow inspiration to come in? Oh, gosh, no, I you do that. But I think, like, well, do you ever get divine inspiration? (laughs) Do we ever get divine inspiration when we're always trying to figure something out? No, because this is too full. Our sixth chakra, our mind is too full. That beautiful Mm -hmm. alignment comes when, like you said, Ashley, when we are allowing ourselves to give ourselves times for inspiration, read a book, listen to music, meditate, go for a run and not think. Mm -hmm. Go for a run and not think. Yeah. Absolutely. I heard a quote, I believe it was Gabby Bernstein, who I adore and love to listen to, and I'm, I'm a very logical, I'll call it type A, like figure it out, control the situation kind of person. I've, I've really migrated away from that. And I'm, I'm glad for that. But the quote, because I always say, I'll see it when I believe it, or I'm sorry, I'll believe it when I see it. That's how I used to think. And now Gabby's quote is, you'll see it when you believe it. And I work on that with my clients to a belief plan. What do you have to believe in order to be the person you want to be or to get the outcome you want? Because it's so much more than controlling the situation to get there. It's believing that you'll get there. That could be enough, right? Believing, taking the simple steps, the daily actions. It might be one year or 10 years, but you're going to be exactly where you need to be. You have to believe it to see it. And I love that sentence because that's what gets in people's way. As soon as I have more time, I'll Mm. go after it. As soon as my kids grow up, as soon as I get this, then I'll be happy. And it doesn't ever change until we, even though we can't see it yet, we believe that it's possible. Mm-hmm. I have a something I put by my meditation table. I'm looking at it right now. She believed she could, so she did. She believed she could, so she did. 
And I have a cup that says that, of course, it's a pink, <laughs> it's a wine glass, but I have it. Yes. I, yep. It's a good quote. And it's true. We have the belief and then we let the magic happen because we believe if we want something and we don't believe it, the magic really has a hard time coming in. Absolutely. It knows. It's confusing to the universe if you say you want it, but then you're doing everything else in the opposite direction or don't believe it, then it, it doesn't come to fruition for you. We put our dreams on the back burner. Yeah. So when you have been disconnected, <clears throat> you have felt like, um, oh my gosh, this is just too hard. It's not going to work. And then, and then the hopelessness comes in, that feeling of flat or dysthymia. How have you, what have you done to reconnect? Have you noticed that? Yeah, more recency effect. More recently, it has been meditation. And it is because I need the white space. I don't, I get up at five or six in the morning. A lot of times one of my children is up then as well. So I'm, I'm taking care of others and I'm very involved throughout my whole entire day till the nighttime. And I'm trying to carve out. And even if I go for a run or fit a walk-in, I'm usually listening to a podcast, learning something, talking to a client. So I have a very involved mind throughout the day. The meditation space for me is just a break. It's like a nap for my brain, right? I get to just sit still, try not to think about anything, see what happens. I always emerge better, more calm, more peaceful and inspired usually, but it's, it's so counterintuitive for someone like me. And I'm sure others can relate, but to sit down and not think about anything and actually have more progress than if you're trying to figure out the problem and make the progress, it doesn't always work that way. You can't solve the problem in the same brain where the problem became or started or you identified it. So you need to kind of change the wiring in your brain and open up and have that white space in a completely different idea or thought will come out of left field and help you through whatever, whatever it is you're going through good or bad. And for me, that reconnection is truly meditation. It could also be yoga or a walk or just something where I don't have noise or someone talking to me or I'm not listening to anything. That's so beautiful. And, um, and it's so easy. It's so hard. easy. And, well, yeah, I mean, it's not really, uh, yes. Carving the time out, carving the staying time quiet, out. not looking at mm -hmm. your phone. It, it takes a little bit of habit change, but once you get it down, it is really easy. Yeah. The br breathing, breathing. Mm -hmm. So when you're feeling another question for you, when you're feeling too attached, attached to outcome, can you tell the listeners what, happens to your emotions what happens to your stress level what happens to your reactions to life oh gosh yes well I'm terrible to be around I snap at everyone anger really anger is um probably what comes up for me personally the most I did an amazing yoga class short story a couple of weeks ago with Alyssa Albert and we did it at Belfry one of my favorite restaurants is in the parking lot and she had us turn to our neighbor and say, what emotions and reactions are you working to get rid of? And my two at that present time were blame and anger because I'm a fiery Virgo, I'm Italian, and I have a temper like crazy. And it's something I've learned to, you know, um, make more mild over time. But um, I also 
experience blame, blame and anger together of it's irrational. But if it's blaming my husband or blaming my kids or blaming my job or all the things that I'm blessed to have around me, I blame because I can't focus on my clients or I can't work or I can't exercise and it's everybody else's fault but my own. And really taking that responsibility back, it is no one's fault but my own. And I set my boundaries and I make my schedule and I choose how I react. So you can respond or you can react. And a lot of times I don't think and I react and I continue to work on that calmer, quieter, being more present and responding in a thoughtful way and not blaming others, realizing that my environment and my world is my responsibility and no one can change it but me. Um, So yeah, when I'm out of alignment or experiencing back to your question, it's just, it's bad. It's negative. It doesn't feel good for others or for me. And it's stressful, anxious, forceful. And I'm trying to get the thing, whatever that is so badly that I'm over controlling everything and everyone. I'm getting mad at my children when I'm putting them to bed and they want me to finish an entire book instead of skipping pages so that I can go, you know, do what I want to do after I put them to bed. And that's not, that's not right. It takes five more minutes to read all the pages in the book. I don't know if any other parents do that trick, but my kids are starting to realize, you know, what older. pages are in the book and how many words there are. So I can't pull that and one I like longer. that. It, I lo- thank you for your honesty. And that's a beautiful answer. And I, I want to interject there when you're giving your kids that time and you really want to go do so and so and so. And then we feel that tension and we get mm. cranky because now our jaw is tight and we're going to snap. And then we get to take a breath and say, wait a minute, I can choose to say I'm going to skip pages, or I can choose to say, I'm going to stay right here because they're important to me. And what happens to the body when we say I'm going to choose instead of blame? It feels so much better physically, physiologically, you don't have those low vibe, yucky emotions. I just, I feel better. They feel better. They probably go to bed better. And I I did this yesterday. I checked my watch. It takes two and a half more minutes, right? It's not like it's two more hours. So it just, the outcome is better. It's rewarding for them and me, and it just feels better. So Ashley, you and I have been planning this workshop series that we're going to take around the United States. And I want you to give us the um, story of how you came up with that alignment and misalignment and comfort. What's behind that? What's your story around that? Yeah, thanks for asking. It it really came down to me seeking something I couldn't find, so I decided to create it. And what that is is an alignment formula, but it's something it's like a set it and forget it that I don't have to listen to 10 podcasts and look for more inspiration and read more books. It was just something that um meant easy alignment to me and I didn't have to think too hard about it. And um, so there's a formula that you and I will teach on in our workshop that I'm really excited to share with everyone. So it's the three to one protocol. And what it is, is three different items. I'll give you my example. It's walking, working on my life coach business or meditating. And I pick one of those things from the list of three and I do it for two minutes every single day. 
there is no excuse. Every I can find two minutes, no matter when, if it's a walk on my treadmill or a walk around the block. I walk to the stop sign. My neighbors probably think I'm crazy because I go outside for a two minute walk, but I still do it. That's okay. I don't mind what they think. Um, or it's the two minute meditation or the reaching out to a client or working on my business in some capacity. You can't there's no possibility that I'm out of alignment when I'm doing one of those things. So I encourage others to try something like that, but I just, I want to share it with others. And Meg, you have so much wisdom in this arena and can go so deep on this knowledge. So I believe that, I believe that our message is a really unique one. And I also just believe that if I can do it, anybody can do it. Again, I have three kids under six. I have my own business. I have a corporate job. I have a husband that travels. Like none of this is easy, but it's, it's all in alignment and it's all what I choose to do. And what I see time and time and time again, and we all do, cause we all do this and we all know that is those excuses. And someone I'm working with has this dream to write scripts and write novels. And what takes up her day is doing all the things she needs to do to help other people, which is beautiful. And yet, our third chakra then becomes either physically distended. Those excuses really can physically harm our body. Because why? Because we feel the nudge in our solar plexus, our third chakra. That's our self-esteem. And if we're choosing to go over to the right or over to the left, instead of what do I really need to do? We, like you said earlier, drink too much alcohol, eat too much food. We become cranky. We blame other people excuse after excuse after excuse. And instead, maybe I'm just going to give myself one minute, one minute, minute, 10 minutes to just do this thing for me. Mm -hmm. And over time, that becomes the new norm. Mm -hmm. And truly, if people will allow themselves to, to just say, I'm worth it, I'm worth the one minute, I'm worth the walk to the um, stop sign. I I love my treadmill. And if I only have five minutes, I'm going to jump on it. Mm-hmm. And if I have 10 minutes, I'm going to jump on it. I don't always have time to do it all. I don't. Well, I never have time to do it all. <laughs> but we give ourselves the time that we have to say, I'm not going to let the whole day go and dishonor myself everywhere. I'm not. And you take it one day at a time, right? Because if you choose not to get on the treadmill, next thing you know, 11 days have passed and you haven't moved at all. And then you're in a much worse spot than if you had only done five minutes a day, it's better than nothing. That is my philosophy. It's better than nothing. If you can only do a hundred air squats, it's better than sitting on the couch and grabbing more Cheetos, right? Like you can do something, even if it's not the outcome that exactly you want, it's better than nothing. So don't choose nothing over that one major thing you're trying to get, which is maybe a two mile walk. If I can't two mile walk, I'm still going to walk to the stop sign. And it, excuse me, it builds evidence for your brain to see that you are an active person and it's almost tricking yourself because then you, you do want to do it more and you're building that evidence and your brain believes that you are an active person instead of a couch potato or something else. Yeah. And, and giving yourself, when you said the example of choosing one of those three things, and and we will talk more about this at our workshop, but one of those three things that helps our self-esteem because we are honoring ourselves with one of those three things. And every time we honor ourselves with something that is good for us, 
we feel so much better about ourselves. It might feel in the moment eating the bag of Doritos is emotionally comforting or sitting on the couch when I have a whole day off. It's not me, but because I'm busy, but there are people that do. And I used to. And so it feels good in the moment, but then you feel really crappy later. So yeah, it's a, I'd feel really crappy. It's a net negative consequence. It it gives you the dopamine. It literally feels good. Your brain sees it as pleasure, even though it's terrible for your, you know, your body and your cells, but your brain sees it as a dopamine hit and it wants more, more, more. And it doesn't make you satiated and all those things. But an hour later, you feel worse. Your hormones drop. It it does bad things. And then you eat more of them and it, it starts the vicious cycle. So if you switch that cycle to the walking for two minutes or meditating or working on your business or writing your friend, write one page, one paragraph, anything, because odds are an object in motion stays in motion. If you're doing two minutes, you end up doing 10. If you're writing one paragraph, you end up writing an entire chapter. And maybe not every time, but once in a while, you'll get in that flow. And next thing you know, you she wrote a whole book, right? Like you have to take that action though and switch the cycle from the bad net negative activities. And, and we're not saying it's easy. No. You're creating new pathways in your brain when we take risks. And I love that you brought up the dopamine because we are such an instant gratification society. So yeah. we want that instant gratification. However, we all know now that's not sustainable. The dopamine comes with long-term growth And now we change the pathway. So it is a little longer to Mm. get there as opposed to drinking a glass of wine or eating a bag of Doritos or gossiping with your friend, whatever it is. Or Or reading your kids half of a book. And (laughs) all of those pieces lead to a quick fix, but then there's a whole mess after. So it's the long-term effects to true happiness are It is a longer, longer journey. The path Mm. is a little bit um, more challenging. However, now you're really creating that healthy pathway in your brain for long-term success, for long-term happiness. So then we know, even though this journey is hard, we are able to get there and we feel so much less breakable because we have given ourselves to our higher power and also to our highest good. Absolutely. And we are confident in ourselves and likely our internal matches our external. Um, I met a new hairstylist a couple of days ago and we had such an amazing connection and she did a great job. And at one point we were talking about her career choice and she said, you know, I absolutely love what I do. I am so honored and excited to work with all of the clients that I have. I'm selective about my clients and make my own schedule. I love it. And to hear someone rant and rave about their chosen profession is just so heartwarming. And she added, I have confidence in who I am because of what I do, because I'm doing exactly what I want to do. And I think 90% of America probably can't say that. And um, I just am really, A, I'm grateful to have met her, but B, I believe that more people should be like her and more aligned with their true self inside and outside. And that confidence just radiated from her. So if someone is looking to work on gaining more confidence or self-esteem, they have to take those aligned actions and follow that little voice inside of them. Even if it's just something tiny, they build and build and build brick by brick. So 
Um, that's just my word of encouragement to those that are listening that need that nudge to write the pages or call the person or submit, you know, the article to the whatever they're trying to get published. Like you've got, you've got options and you have to take the right actions. Yeah. And, and it's, it, that was a beautiful example and it is career. That's our highest potential. It's connected to 10th mm-hmm. house, which is career. And it's also more than career. So if you, for whatever reason, are more comfortable staying in a job because it's a good income, do something on the side. You know, if you have an inclination to become an, an artist, paint, mosaic, take photos, join a band, play an instrument, and that helps you. That's still getting out of your comfort zone and aligning and then becoming in that high, high bracket category. Even yeah. if you have to stay, as long as the job doesn't make you have no integrity, it's, we can stretch it to include our hobbies and great relationships. And so that alignment and misalignment is for every single part of our life, how we treat our body, how we have relationships, not settling anywhere, but allowing yeah. ourselves to, to balance it. Well, and I, I meet so many people. I also, I'm a recovering all or nothing kind of person. If I had a dollar for the amount of people I meet that say, well, I'm all or nothing. I'm either, I work out every day or I don't work out at all. Like, great. Where's that getting you? Are you working out every day? No, that's why we're talking. So let's see if we can find a middle ground and make those smaller lifestyle choices. But yes, to your point, if you have a job you love or don't love, but you're missing art, paint. Figure, like find a group that paints. There, there are a million outlets now and it doesn't, it probably shouldn't be all or nothing. It, life isn't these extremes. Find a middle ground and do a little bit of both and know that maybe some days you won't paint and some days you will. But again, it's better than not doing it at all and then blaming others and being angry about it or whatever you resort to in those negative emotions. Which then hurts your physical body. Mm-hmm. It hurts our physical body. And then we become more isolated and lonely versus taking off that heavy coat and taking one risk, taking one risk, like actually yeah, one at a time, do one thing out of your list free. Yeah. One yep. thing. I heard another quote this week. There's one other thing I want to leave folks with and share um, is that alignment is the energy of surrender. And I think surrendering is so, so hard for all of us because a lot of us are controlling and want the outcome so bad and have worked so hard to get here, right? So there's that opportunity cost or sunken cost, not opportunity cost, but the sunken cost of, well, I've already done X for 10 years. So I I need to stay here because I can't start over. You know what? Surrender, take the aligned actions, pray, meditate, think of, connect to something greater than yourself and believe that you'll get there outline and identify where there is though, right? You, you have to know the outcome that you're going towards. You have to know the vision. You have to be aligned with the future you want. You just can't squeeze it so tight and hold on to it that you crush it. You've got to let it breathe, give yourself some room and allow the universe, God, whatever it is, spirit to take you where you need to go. Got to surrender. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that surrender is our voice. That surrender is our fifth chakra. Because when we're not in surrender, we are clenching. Mm. When we're in surrender, our jaw feels flowing. Yeah. Beautiful. 
Yeah, I'm really excited to do the workshop with you, Meg. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be great. It'll be fun for sure. Fun and really enriching. Yeah. So thank you so much, Ashley. It's an honor. You are a beautiful woman and um, she's bringing so much goodness to the world, you guys. So check her out. Thank you so much for having me, Meg. It was such a pleasure to be with you as always. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Bye. And have a wonderful week, everybody. And we will talk to you next Wednesday. Hey, listeners. Thanks again for joining me. If you want to learn more about me, services I offer, who I am, please check out my website, megmichelson.com. Also there, you can join my newsletter. I do a, the best job I can to send it out monthly, no guarantees. Follow me on Instagram and YouTube. Thanks again for coming. I'll see you next time.